Hey, welcome to the Art of Successful Living. My name is Joanne Williams. This podcast is about learning how to overcome personal difficulties, make better choices, and cultivate a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. We began this new series called The Presence of God in the Book of Genesis. And I strongly encourage you to go back and listen to part one if you have not done so already. So now we pick up Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. (laughs) In the Garden of Eden uh, today. So there in the garden of God, the enemy plotted a cunning plan of deception for Adam and Eve. Knowing Eve's innocence, he used a specific tactic to appeal to her while he attacked her faith in the truth of God's word. His deception was aimed at arousing in Eve a hunger and thirst for more by questioning whether the abundance of life in the presence of God is really enough. Satan began by challenging God's word. Did God really say you must not eat from every tree in the garden? Genesis chapter 2 verse 9 reads, And out of the ground, The Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Eve in the Garden of Eden. God created many different trees in the garden. Of all the trees that God created, He only named two of them, the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, evil. The Bible said all the trees were good for food and beautiful to look at. So go back and read Genesis chapter two, verse nine. In Genesis chapter three, verse two, Eve responds to the serpent in the garden. And she says, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. And I want to focus on that word eat. So now the serpent replies to the woman, you will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, eat from this tree, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. So we're talking about all this eating here. She also gave to her husband with her and um, he ate. So now through Eve's hunger, through her appetite, Satan was able 
to put a system into place where he figured out that if I want to rob God's people, all I have to do is tap into their hunger. Most people are disciplined in a lot of areas, but not when it comes to appetite. So what is the meaning of the word appetite? What are we talking about? A natural desire to satisfy a bodily need, especially for food. A strong desire or liking for something. We could just break it all the way on down and say it simply, what you have a taste for. Body desires. All sin is an attempt to satisfy a legitimate need in an illegitimate way. So now let's ask this question and I want you to stop and think about it for a moment. How do you behave when you're hungry, when you're really hungry? How does skipping a meal affect your temper? You heard the word hangry. That's a new term people use these days, hangry. Um, You know, for most of us, any amount of hunger is a mood altering event. It's, It's easy to be testy when you feel the growling of your stomach and the lightheadedness of low blood sugar. The real question is, how do we feel when we are spiritually hungry? Are we even aware that our spiritual lives might be running on empty? Now, let's talk about, let's, let's, let's go a little deeper and talk about this thing about appetite. We have the word menu. And the word menu started out to mean a small or detailed list. It, it, it was, or it still is, a list of dishes available in a restaurant. And restaurants are known by the type of food they serve. So you have burger joints, seafood places, steakhouses, whatever. And menu, this menu now, this list of things equals desire, appetite. What do you have a taste for? So you you would go into a restaurant and the waiter would give you a menu so that you could order whatever it was that you had a taste for. Remember, and I talked about that's the meaning of our word appetite. The term restaurant, it, it, it actually comes from the French verb Restaurer. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Anyway, that word comes from the word restaura, which means to restore or refresh. With the word restaurant comes from the verb restaurer to restore oneself. So the first restaurant was open in France. And on the front of the French shop was a Latin phrase from the Bible translated into English, which said, come to me, all you who labor and your stomachs will be will be restored. 
So this first restaurant um, was open in France. And on the front of the shop, there was a Latin phrase that came from the Bible, which said, come to me, all you who labor and your stomachs will be restored. And so I know you probably wonder now, what does appetite, desire, uh, restaurant, menus, all this have to do with me and you? Well, when we sit to the table of life in every situation, two menus are brought to you. The menu of the spirit of God and the menu of the flesh, because that's what the enemy was um, doing in that garden. He presented Eve with a menu. The menu of the flesh. And when we think about the menu of the spirit of God, God's mentality is sacrifice on the front end. And then there's short term discomfort on that front end. But for long term pleasure on the back end. Did you did you get that? His his mentality is sacrifice on the front end, short term discomfort on the front end. But you end up with long term pleasure on the back end. Now, when the enemy presents his menu to you on the front end, the idea is pleasure, pleasure. Do it. Do it till you're satisfied, you know. But on the back end is pain and destruction. Remember, the scripture tells us the thief comes to steal, kill and to destroy. John 10, 10. So that's why Satan is saying to her, die, you, you won't die. The enemy accused God of speaking a falsehood to them. He suggested that God was holding back knowledge from them and that there was so much more they could receive. He pushed and pressured Eve to make a choice without consulting the Lord. Then after the seed of dissatisfaction had been sown in her mind, when she looked at the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, it was now enticing and seductive. Do you notice that she didn't want the tree of life? She didn't lust after the tree of life. Eve was given two choices, two trees. The tree of knowledge of good and evil should have been a reminder of God's command and an object to resist, yet due to appetite, to desire, it became attractive and alluring. Eve's desire and ambition was to be wise. So the enemy suggested that if they ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, it would give them status as God, seizing equality with God. Then they would be enthroned in the seat of authority over their own lives and destiny, causing them to live autonomously from God. In her innocence, she failed to realize that true wisdom only comes from God and the fear of the Lord is wisdom. Job 28, 28. She desired wisdom that was independent of God. That wisdom would end up being earthly, sensual and devilish. Finally, the deception culminated in Adam and Eve exalting their 
opinion over the word of God. Mankind in all of its excellence in distinction and intelligence was given the gift of choice. The garden, just like life itself, presents choices. What a tragic fall from the glorious life they lived in the presence of the Father. Subsequently, the effects left them disappointed. Adam and Eve, who had once lived in an overflow of blessings from God, were now cursed to live in sorrowful labor, subjection, pain, sweat, and death, exile from the designated place for God's presence. And although Adam and Eve had to suffer the consequences of their disobedience, it was never God's desire for his creation to be without his presence. Throughout the fabric of time and generations, he has spoken with mankind, revealing himself and directing himself um, and directing man into his presence. He always provides and cultivates a place for his presence, a place where he can commune and fellowship with his creation, where he can give mankind fulfillment, satisfaction and wholeness, a place of provision, blessing and joy. But you got to be careful. You got to watch that menu because the enemy will come. And we have to make a choice between obeying God or following the flesh. The goal of this podcast is to influence Christian believers to lead successful or more successful Christian lives as we reflect on the love of God and the word of God. Join us every Wednesday. Click that subscribe button so you can be notified when the next podcast comes out. And boy, I sure would appreciate it while you at it that you spread the news to your family and friends to check out this podcast. Until next time, all my kings and queens, be blessed.